Hey, baby, welcome back to another episode of the Hilt Podcast. I'm your host, Miss Amber Kinney. And baby, if you're not already following us on TikTok and Instagram, please go ahead and do that because I really don't know what's going on to where you have not done that yet. It's the Hilt Podcast. That's Hilt with the T on both TikTok and Instagram. And baby, if you if you have not read the title, <laughs> if you're watching us on YouTube, you can see we have the first man in our presence on the Hilt podcast, but don't worry, he is safe. I promise he is. <laughs> He's doing phenomenal things in the healing community, um, just talking about stuff that needs to be talked about. So today we're going to be talking about our thoughts on men who share misogynistic and harmful rhetoric on their podcast versus what our friend Isaiah does, promoting healing and growth for everybody. So Zay, how are you doing today? Hey, I am doing well. How are you doing? I'm well. I'm well. Good. <laughs> I love good the energy. You, <laughs> you know how I do. Yes. Good to have you, friend. It is. For those of y'all that don't know, I actually was able to speak on Isaiah's podcast. That was in 2021. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was yeah. the end of, I think, the end of 2021. It was something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we've been friends for a little while here, and I, I just really appreciate his energy and everything that he's done on his page, on everything that he's doing on TikTok, everything that he's doing on his podcast and otherwise. He's also a personal trainer, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> check out his personal training page as well, and oh my homie done dropped some merch on us around Valentine's Day that has the theme of self-love all year round. So I'm yeah. telling y'all, this, this brother right here is the real deal, Holyfield, and he is. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> My cheeks hurt. You got me smelling hard. Thank you. That's the whole point. That's the whole yes. point. We'd love to see that black boy joy coming through. Perk. Come on. So look, let's jump into this first question. And y'all have to excuse us. We we be some clowns sometimes. So maybe <laughs> y'all will enjoy the energy that we have yes. <laughs> on the podcast. But let's jump into these questions. Um, how do you, as a male podcaster in the self-help, self-healing, mental health advocacy space, uh -huh. feel about the tr the growing trend of male <laughs> podcasters who offer content on how to deceive and dominate women? I've oh coming man. with the haymakers, sir. I, I for for starters, as a male podcaster, and as somebody who who you know really emphasizes the importance of mental health, self-love, self-reflection, it's yeah. embarrassing. I'll put it like that. You yeah. know, and you know, it, it's funny because there are a bunch of women on, on TikTok who've been posting like uh mocks of like <laughs> podcast and i enjoy every single one honestly but it's so funny because sometimes i read the comments and they'll be like um you know any male with a podcast is a, a red flag and i'm like oh it like it hits a little bit as a male but not in the sense of like the message because i get it right yeah. it's like to have somebody out here for one, to, to feel so brazen and, and confident and have so much conviction of behind degrad like degrading someone and um, manipulating someone and that being a, a simple conversation, like a, a, right. a conversation that it, it's so many layers to that. <clears throat> one, two, I the fact that I, I was raised by women, right? I was raised by very strong women, uh, single mother, my sister, my aunts, like all of these women have done the job of a quote unquote woman, but also of the man. Um, so doing double duty. Yeah. Whether it be by happenstance, whether it be by choice, the fact of the matter is, is they stepped in when men stepped out yeah so for me my archetype of what a woman is and how a woman exists in, in the world has always been a strong 
woman, whether she's independent or not, it's the simple fact of how she carries herself, but also how she takes care of other people. And I hold that in a very high regard, right? So even the women in my life, I'm always, I honor that first and I respect it. And I always hope that when I talk about anything that a woman doesn't feel like there's a mansplaining something or I'm like, you know, being condescending or something like that. Because for me, that's that's never the place I'm talking from because that's not a place I know. Like these men out here who, who sit around and talk about women, all of, it makes me scratch my head because I'm like, it doesn't compute for me. Like mentally, it just doesn't, like I don't have that, that system of wiring where my brain works in that way. Yeah. Um, so being, like I said, being a male and, and observing this and listening to it, I'm just like, are we serious right now? Like, is this real? You know, and the popularity around it, and not just with other men, but also with certain women aligning with that. I'm like, this is like, not even if it is, is it just a conversation, but it's also like, it's contagious and it's dangerous because that conversation around manipulating a woman and how there are certain like subtleties that play into getting her to sleep with you or whatever the case may be, like that can lead to potentially more dangerous situations right. where a woman is having to defend how this experience made her uncomfortable or a woman is having to defend, you know, why she moves the way that she does. And you have people around her, women and men telling her, hey, it's not a big deal. And the gaslighting, you know, the gaslighting, yes, is 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 it's like part of my French, but that shit just doesn't fly with me. And I'm just right. like, I don't have a community of male friends that talk like that. <clears throat> and even if I do have male friends that say certain things like that, I check them on the spot. I'm like, who who gives you the right to kind of feel that way? Right. right? Like who, who made you law or what makes you think that this is okay? How would you feel if it was said to you? Or how would you feel if it was said to your mom or your sister? Right. Like what would be your, be your thought process? So, oh man, like I feel it in my chest now. Cause I'm just like, it's just, is 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 weak to me. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's very much a, a, um, it, it holds a spotlight on, the fragility that comes with masculinity in a, in a lot of ways, because the only way I feel masculine or empowered is if I take your power away from you, or I dismantle your, 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 your self-worth or your value or how you see yourself. That's not me being powerful. That's me feeling the need to step on somebody else first. So I can define who I am. Like my identity is wrapped in how I'm perceived or how um, somebody is subservient to me, not me seeing them as an equal, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And a funny thing enough is like a lot of men are just seeking the approval of other men, right? Yeah. So it's it's all, it's a mixed bag for me, but you know, in, in short form, like it's embarrassing. Like for me, I'm embarrassed and I I'm like, this is not okay. Yeah. Like it's, it's not okay. The conversation is not okay. The rhetoric is not okay. And the truth of the matter is, is no one wants to feel played or manipulated, right? Guys too, right? No one wants to be on the receptive end of being manipulated, played, taken advantage of, mistreated, um, degraded, disrespected. No one likes that. Right. And I think that's why this whole kind of... Um, this space exists because instead of a man being like, yeah, you know, I don't want to be hurt or I don't want to be in a a vulnerable position where my feelings are compromised. It's like, let me get you first. You're a woman, you're weaker than me. Like, no, you bow down to me. And it's like, what? Yeah. You know, and a lot of what these guys are saying that a woman should do is like, you're looking for a pet. Like you're looking for a pet, but also too, you're looking for somebody to be emotionally responsible for you because you lack the capacity to do it yourself. You're looking for somebody to cook, clean, have babies, um, you know, wait on you hand and foot, nurture you. It's like, 
you're looking to be in a womb. That's what you sound like. You sound like a grown ass baby, right? Oh boy. Yeah. You're looking to be in somebody's womb again, but it's like on your terms. And I'm like, you have to listen to what is actually being said and you know what that looks like and how that makes you look just because you stick your chest out and you say these things with confidence you still kind of look funny yeah yeah that does not project strength in the way that uh, a lot of people seem to think that it does like it, it very much projects weakness and then like speaking of the projection the the conversations that occur yeah. are coming from a place of projection and they're coming from a place of like a lack of healing, a lack of self-awareness, a lack of accountability. And um, they're, like you said, trying to pass this off as law, trying to pass yeah. this off as fact. When yeah. in fact, there is, there is a lack of logic that occurs uh, with these conversations. And yeah. so that's why, that's why I'm grateful for a podcast like yours. The name of your pod, the name of Isaiah's podcast, by the way, is the Bird Brain Podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you yeah. saw a little teaser on, <laughs> on Instagram, not TikTok, my apologies. That's the, the reference to the aerial view, the bird brain podcast. Yes. So what, what then Isaiah is your ultimate goal with your podcast? Oh, um, my ultimate goal is for people to walk away from the podcast, from that experience yeah. and have a, a bird's eye view or a more elevated perspective on their own personal experiences. Right. Um, and you know this, Amber, as, 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 as people that work in the healing community, as healers, um, there's, there's two sides of it, right? There are people that are in a healing community because they want, their, they want to be healed, right? And that's the ego. And then there are people in the healing community who want to help others, but help them help themselves, right? Is like, I don't want to be necessarily responsible for your healing. Mm -hmm. I want you to take some kind of accountability and have these tools and have this mindset. So when you go out to the world, you can now grab into your pocket or your bag and be like, all right, let me put these lenses on and let me see things a different way. Or I have this tool now yeah. uh, that I could use and apply. So that's my goal is when someone walks away from my podcast, they have either a, a different sense of self um, a different sense of um, perspective in terms of what they're experiencing or just kind of like a, a fresh a fresh start, right? A healthier mindset, just knowing that they're not alone in what they experience. Because everything I talk about is from personal experience. Like I don't, I don't like to talk over somebody's head and, and speak from a place that I'm ill-experienced because I'm like, that's faulty. <laughs> and we see a lot of that, right? Where it's like, you know, these self-help gurus or whatever, they're talking from a platform that other people are not on. And it's like you, it's kind of like this pipe dream that people here have and they're trying to reach, but it leads more to frustration quicker than actual success in their life, yeah. in their self-awareness, because the person is giving advice to an audience that they don't even relate to, but you yeah. know that the audience is the most vulnerable. Right. So it's like, you speak to them because you know that's where you get fed, right? We talk about that other side of, of the healing community, the people that are looking to be fed. Um, so again, for me, it's just simply people having a better sense of self mm -hmm. and understanding that they matter. And that's where the, the Bird Brain podcast, the name of it came from. Um, you know, birds, they when they're in an uncomfortable climate, they migrate south or they migrate to a, a better climate. As humans, we, we stay tied down to a lot of things. We stay weighed down mm -hmm. to a lot of situations that we shouldn't be in, right? And when you think of a bird, it stays elevated. So having an elevated perspective over a situation that may be weighing you down allows you to kind of see it a little bit differently, yeah. right? Away from the wound. And, um, you know, the hummingbird and the phoenix, I live by like the phoenix is is just like my life story, always burning brighter, right? And rebirth and constantly just, just really soaring above your circumstances. And that's what the podcast kind of just focuses around being real, but also like being willing to, to kind of reincarnate or like, you know, restart. Yeah. 
yeah so being willing to burn it all to the ground in order to enter that next phase of what you're trying to do and i love that yeah you know what isaiah there are loads of quotes that i have from your podcast specifically but you know my favorite quote from your podcast i've told you this 15,000 times yes know the difference between consistency and frequency absolutely uh that right there just that that set my mindset in a whole (laughs) different trajectory I was like yo this man that's when I knew I was like oh he on another level like he's vibrating on another level and the fact that you the intention of your podcast is to get people to look at their wounds their trauma their healing from an objective perspective is empowering in and of itself and I feel like we don't have that conversation enough yes looking at your healing journey from a place of empowerment and of course like when you're in the thick of things it's very it's very difficult sometimes to look at it objectively but when you have those types of messages that you share on your podcast and then other podcasters and people on TikTok that are speaking to people, speaking to them, not at them. They're not speaking um, in terms of like jargon, using a lot of the uh, words that hang over people's heads and they don't understand. That relatability definitely sets you apart. So I do have a question about who, like who you think Mm-hmm. is listening to your podcast the most like what is your demographic what would you say your listenership your viewership what yeah. are those people made of do you have more of a female audience or do you have more of a male audience <laughs> <laughs> well um well first off I want to double back to you and say one of the things I've appreciated about your content and how because I've been following you for a while and <laughs> one of the things I appreciated was that y- you made it a point to kind of go past the screen right and you talk to the audience so it's like you have all these followers but every single follower feels like you're talking directly to them it's like a conversation with you and them and I think that's empowering and I think it's so powerful and I just wanted to let you know I appreciate that about you thank you yes ma'am um on top of that uh, so funny enough my podcast the demographic is more predominantly women of course it is. <laughs> predominantly women. And it took me a while to figure out why. And then now there are guys that are slowly coming into this space too, which I love because love I'm like, see it. Yes. yeah, this, this, you know, the goal with this podcast. And when I first started out, I didn't think about it because I was like, well, I'm a guy and I talk about mental health and I do all, you know, I'm constantly sitting with my thoughts and my feelings and trying to process this. And I didn't realize until probably, I say this year, late last year, mm-hmm. that guys don't often do that. Yeah. Women are more, I feel like women are tasked more with having or being the nurturer, but also being emotionally wounded a lot more. Um, on the flip side, having more community to to kind of like speak to things and and, and share their feelings and express themselves. Uh, definitely more emotionally intelligence. Women, you know, speaking as women, not all women are, but it's it's definitely more of an emotional responsibility that women have than guys do. Sure. So it was funny because even on TikTok, a lot of my demographic was women. And when I talk about betrayal, I talk about manipulation, I talk about boundaries, I talk about all these things. It's oftentimes women speaking to the point of like, I've endured this for these many years. I divorced my my husband or my significant other or my children or my this. And I'm just like, oh, damn. This is typically more of a woman's challenge than it is a guy's challenge. The reason why, because guys don't even know how to exist in that space for too long. That's like a fact. Yeah. So it's like, you know, with guys, their expression of emotion is punching something through a wall. Yeah, anger. It's anger. easy to access. Yes. Yeah. It's very easy to access anger. Um, and I think that's the funny thing about me is I try to not go there first. Mm-hmm. I actually, I usually don't. Um, 
because it's like what you're capable of is not necessarily what you always have to act on mm-hmm. right like you don't need to always prove how macho you can be or how strong you can be it's like sometimes the 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 strongest person is the most vulnerable but also the one that practices the most restraint that's a fact too. Right. That's a snapple fact. <laughs> yeah, big snapple fact. So it's like, you know, when it all comes down to it, again, my my demographic is is a lot more women. So because of that, I always make it a point to to emphasize the importance of love, like how much you matter outside yeah. of what your experience is, outside of what your relationship is, outside of what your parents told you you have to be, outside of what the significant other said or did, you matter first and you matter the most, right? And that's non-negotiable. Like that's not really something that's up for debate. It's fact, right? And it breaks my heart that so many women deal with this, yeah. right? And I've witnessed it, right? I've I've experienced it. I've witnessed it. And it is, again, that's why when it comes down to guys that have that rhetoric, I'm like, I don't rock with that. Yeah. That is so archaic and it's just, it's not really founded in anything beyond just repetition of pattern over the years in a system that reinforces this for it to be a reality but obviously since there are problems that means that this is not a true reality not working (laughs) correct correct it's a forcing of it right so yeah mostly women (laughs) (laughs) yeah but you know what else they you like there's always a duality when you speak Uh, you never speak in absolutes and I think that's what I appreciate the most about your content and what you talk about because although you talk about the importance of prioritizing yourself correct you also talk about the importance of community and the self-love community like that can get real muddied real quick where it's like people are saying you know you're the most important person and then they're also telling them to cut everybody else off correct you know, and so that's the part that's really scary sometimes. Yeah. You have all of these outlets, all of these people that are telling you, oh, well, you know, if somebody crosses you like this, like you need to cut them off. We yeah. don't ever really get to talk about conflict resolution. Yes. And how important that is to building community as well. And that's just something that you do in a stellar way. So like, we love to give, we love to give people their flowers. specifically when they can smell them so you know (laughs) hey look thank you so I I just I love that you offer that duality because a lot of the time we don't get that we don't get to hear duality everything is like black and white and we don't talk about living in the gray enough because life really does happen in the gray y'all it happens okay (laughs) 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 something and we're just gonna peel back a couple layers sure uh, the host of the bird brain podcast for a second what was the moment that sparked your healing journey Ooh, the moment that sparked my healing journey um yeah. i'd say it was it was in well, you know what? It can go back. I, I can I can point to. So I'll, I'll give you like a history lesson. So for me, <laughs> psychology was always something that interested me. Right. Yeah. And then going into college, I said so I, I was I was between a bunch of majors. I said I wanted to be a medical examiner, um, a, a criminal profiler, uh, a therapist and at the same time, I was considering acting, right? Filmmaking and all these things. And I always said, I'm like, if acting, if it becomes whatever, I still want to be a therapist of some sort and be and help people. But I also studied psychology because I was like, I want to understand myself more. Mm-hmm. Like I know there are some things, there are some, some, some Legos that are put in the wrong places. And I just want to have a better understanding of the the house that is Isaiah right and then allow that to kind of allow me to understand other people like how they move why they move the what behind the why 
not necessarily diagnosing people, but having an awareness, right? Um, so that started, like, I'd say in my late teens, and then in, in, in my 20s, um, you know, obviously in college and everything, you go through life, right? Life is constantly happening, and it's your, your personal life, there's your familial life, you know, there's your friendship life, there's your, your relationship life, there's your career life, like all of these lives are happening simultaneously. And sometimes you get caught up in it to where you don't know which one is yours. Ooh. That makes sense? Sir, wait, back <laughs> up the dump truck, because what? Right? Right? So basically what I heard you say is when you are going throughout your life, you're yeah. taking on a whole lot of stuff and yes. some of it is yours and a lot of it ain't. And a lot of it is not. And a lot of it is not. And I think the hardest challenge we have a lot of times going through life is realizing that a lot of what we carry, that's not even our wardrobe. Oh, these are hand-me-downs. Right. <laughs> like <laughs> these, these are hand-me-downs that somebody else gave us and they put on us. They're like, yeah, this will fit you because it doesn't fit me anymore. And then we wonder why the, the shoes got holes in them. Holes like we're still cold. Right. Because there's there's the stitching is is worn, it's torn, but we still wear these things. And then we only we don't only wear that. We wear layers of it because it's like now we got to layer up because this isn't doing it. And we don't understand that this isn't doing it. So we put something else on over it. Pack mm. that, right? So for me, it just, in my late 20s, I just kind of hit this wall where I was just like, I'm not okay. I need to figure out what's going on. And the more I was around other people, um, the more I understood, again, myself, but the more I realized what kind of relationships I was cultivating. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these relationships that I cultivated reinforced how I felt about myself. And you don't even realize that your inner world is being reflected by your outer world. Bingo. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, I was walking around basically with a broken mirror in my pocket and I just kept holding it up. And every relationship that I was in reflected that broken image I had of myself. Mm. And, you know, it's like at some point in time, like it's, it's hard to let go of that mirror sometimes, right? Because that's a constant, right? This is, this is how we go through life. This is what we know. This cracked mirror is always the image that we see. Sometimes you just got to look out a window <laughs> and see things differently, <laughs> right? You know what? And sometimes the window has a reflection, doesn't it? Sometimes the window has a reflection. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Um, for those of you that are like, you know, trying to, trying to put pieces together, we are using a metaphor. Yes. The reflection of one's self. Correct. Through the people that they interact with. Mm -hmm. And also the way we view ourselves and how we do things, it, it is reflected in, in various ways throughout our lives. Is yeah. that the reason why you wanted to share this type of content, like that, yeah. that realization? Yes, it, it was very much that understanding that, you know, and this is like we say, there's a duality there, right? And in the self-healing community, it's, it's a fine line you have to walk because, you know, when it comes to self-love, there are some people that preach this um, self-absorption of like, screw everybody else, you come first, you know, put on your own oxygen mask. And there are people that can take that and run with it, right? And then when you talk about the importance of community, there are also some people that are like, no, you shouldn't rely on other people's validation. External validation is dangerous, toxic, whatever the case may be. And I've had conversations with certain people about this because I'm like, what you're doing is you're deterring somebody from the natural need as a human to exist in community and company it. and be valued by someone else. The only way we can understand our self-worth is based off of the the seeds that were planted right the seeds that are planted and also to how our garden is taken care of we need people we don't need one particular person let's get that straight 
we need people as a society, but we don't need people, right? In other words, you, you need community, you need healthy community, but you do not need to exist in any kind of relationship that makes you doubt yourself and question yourself just for the sake of having somebody in your space. Yeah. Never do you need that kind of company. You don't need company that makes you feel alone. Ooh. Period. Right? You don't need it. Like, so no, you don't need this one particular person. In theory, you don't need these people, but you need people. We all need community. Right. We right. all need to know that we matter because again, people in our lives are a soundboard. If we're in each other's lives and I'm not making sure, hey, are you good? Like, are you taking care of yourself? You're doing great. I support you. I love your content. You want my advice on this? Let's have a conversation. If I'm not doing those things as a person that's taking up space in your life, I failed you. Yeah. I'm failing you, right? Because I'm occupying that space that could be saved for somebody else who may be, who may be willing to do better by you. Mm -hmm. I'm just a placeholder at this point. So when it comes around the, the topic of needing people, no, we don't need one specific person, but we do need to be around people that make sure that we are taken care of in a healthy way. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, that was, that was my, and, and, and bringing it back even deeper, like the self-awareness, the more you slow down <laughs> your verbiage and the more you listen to what you whisper to yourself when no one's around yeah yeah that will definitely allow you to understand the dialogue that you're having with your relationships mm -hmm. energetically and spiritually right the relationship I have with you is going to be reflective of the dialogue that I have about myself and what I say to myself Woo! whether I'm in your company or whether yeah. I'm by myself right yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's what real self-love is, is about how you whisper to yourself, not what you say publicly, but how you whisper to yourself when no one's watching and on your worst days. Yep. How do you talk to yourself then? Because truthfully, that's going to dictate the kind of relationships you cultivate and where you feel okay yep. existing in. Yep. So, yeah. Just the, the, the self-talk verbiage I'm big on because people don't realize how often we actually just talk to ourselves on a day-to-day -day no. basis. No, they and really don't. No. They, and it's like, that's, it's so funny because positive affirmations are more of a throwaway than calling yourself something derogatory, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Oh, I'm such a klutz. Oh, I'm such an idiot. I can't believe I did that. I'm such a dummy. And nobody talks about how those in specific are negative affirmations. Yes. They yes. really are. Yes. Like, if you're not careful, and you know, a lot of us are existing in a space that is not paying attention to the subconscious, like, of course, and that's a natural, that's a natural thing. You're not, you are not specifically pinpointing your subconscious usually ever. Right. But when you become aware of those things that you have been saying to yourself and the, the affirmations that you are putting out on a consistent basis, Correct. you start to understand why your world looks the way that it does. Say that again. <laughs> hey, you start to understand why your world looks the way that it does. However, that's mm -hmm. not for you to feel, to feel like dejected yes you know what i'm saying yes you just become aware and then yes. at that point when you have that awareness you now have the ability to redirect yeah so yeah. where you might be saying like i don't have enough money to do x y and z shout out to the mirror of you like i wrote this chapter in my book yes um, author okay come on <laughs> We're helping the people through literature. Like, let's yes. <laughs> we'll get into that in a second because you just released some literature not too long ago. Yes. To have a conversation about because it's doing some some monumental things, if I might add. But, um, yeah, so it's like you, you then become aware of this negative self-talk where at one point you're saying, I don't have enough money to afford this. Yes. Once you become aware of it, it's like, how can I afford it? Ooh, come on. Yes. No, yes. so there's always that we talk about duality. 
there's that side of the coin. And then there's the other side of the coin that you can always choose whenever you would like to. And we often think that we, it's like, because of our paradigms, because of the things that we were taught growing up because of the, the patterns that we have seen growing up, these are things that we've adopted. Like you mentioned before, we putting on clothes uh, that are hand-me-downs and they got holes in them. And then we wondering why we feeling like all this weight on our back, you got 15 coats on that don't belong to you. Correct. Time to take them off. And each one of those coats is you shedding a layer of a misunderstanding of self. Oof, Amber, yes, yes. me and Isaiah's conversations end up every single time I talk to him constantly constantly and again it's a mirror right it's like you find your people when you're healing the thing about the healing work is this hard work that not many people want to do like the healing hard work or heart work the healing work is heart work I said hard but I'm glad you said heart work healing work is heart work yes Yes, that's true. It's true. It's, 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 it's that it's getting to the root of what it is that drives you. And like you said, once you have awareness, awareness is accountability. And I think that's the thing, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily want to be accountable for their healing Uh is why some people go through life and they're like, yeah, this person doesn't make me happy or this person doesn't do this. It's like, why is it always everybody else? Everybody else. Yeah, but you want people to value you and respect you, but you are leaving it to other people to qualify you. People are not qualified. They will never have the qualifications to be the CEO in your life. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Always unqualified. Sir. we're gonna go down a whole different rabbit hole yes come on back yes this is an offline (laughs) conversation at this point y'all i know y'all been enjoying this up until this point we're gonna get back Mm. okay yeah so isaiah you released Uh an adult coloring book last year yes what was the inspiration for you to create a conduit for art therapy yes Did you even realize that you were doing that? No, not really, because it was, it was just like, it was me. So basically I realized everything that I do was kind of a duality. Like I'm a personal trainer, but I'm also a mental health advocate, right? Because I understand that the the physical. inner and outer freaking work. Yes. Yes. (laughs) It's a constant. And it's, it's literally how I, as Isaiah function. So when I wrote this book, um, it was, it, it, it was called the coloring book because it's like life experiences aren't black and white, you know, and our experiences color who we are. You are literally a canvas and your experiences are literally some black paint, some blue, some yellows in there is hues, right? Some things are saturated. Other things are very light. Um, and we go through this world, not understanding that a lot of us, we're all children that just got older, but a lot of us didn't grow from our trauma wounds yet. So you have these adults that are older, but maturity wise, they're still in that space as a child. So when I developed the coloring book, um, I was also like, well, it's called the coloring book. So there has to be illustrations involved. So I drew illustrations for people to have because it's like, while you're doing the adult work, you're also taking care of your little self, right? So it's like doing the double work, reparenting yourself and really taking time for you. So reading through these, these, these passages, and then at the end of each passage, you have something to color because it's like, you're telling yourself, yeah, we just did this hard work. Let's color, let's just chill and relax right? So it's, it's just very much doing the, the work in, in, in motion. So being the adult taking care of your younger you. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, it, I didn't realize it at first, but yeah. <laughs> that's that's very much art therapy, and that's that's dope. It really is. Thank you. So Thank you've you. got some insightful perspectives on loyalty in relationships and being trustworthy. And yes. <laughs> tell us a little bit more about that. Well, you know the thing about we go through the this space. And I'll say I, you know, for the longest time, there was an eagerness to trust people before they earned my trust. Trust, yeah. And that was, unpacking that, that's me seeking out comfort and community in a space that I felt safe in. It's like, I'm giving you the keys to my house. Before I know who you are, you might come in and just rob everything that I have in this damn house. But I'm going to give you the keys just so you know that, hey, I'm open. I'm open to this space and you're welcome in this space. Meanwhile, I come to your house and for some reason there's four or five locks and I'm trying to call you to get in. Maybe you answer, maybe you don't. But I also don't have access. I have to wait for you to decide if you're going to show up. And then even when I come into the house, you're leading me in dark rooms, like there's trap doors everywhere, right? But meanwhile, you know that you can walk into my house freely. The lights are on, you're taken care of, you always have a space with me. Mm-hmm. So when we do that, <clears throat> the thing about being loyal to, to very disloyal people or people who haven't earned our trust, we are now betraying ourselves, Yeah. right? Because... What self-betrayal is, is not trusting who you are and how you feel or how situations make you feel. Also, betraying yourself looks like not keeping your word when you say you're going to do something. Consistency, right? And people often think that, oh, yeah, I can't trust this person. This person isn't trustworthy. Is it the person? Because I'm sure they've shown you very early on who they are, how they function and how they move. You went against your better judgment and you wanted to mold them and and create an ideal relationship with someone who hasn't earned that space in your life. Yeah. Because you want that safety and you want that security. You just want in your hearts of hearts for this to work out, Mm -hmm. right? You betrayed yourself. You've now abandoned yourself to be present for someone else. And what we do with that is we teach people that they have room, wiggle room, to walk in our houses with their shoes on and kick things around, right? And we're always gonna clean it up, right? Right? We're always gonna clean it up. And what we're saying in that process to our little selves is like, look, chill out is not that big of a deal. I'm gonna clean it up. Mm -hmm. Stop overreacting. Stop being so sensitive. Yeah. It's not that deep, right? This is probably your fault anyway. You know, this is the dialogue that we're having with ourselves unknowingly when we exist in relationships where the person is not trustworthy. Yep. Somebody hasn't earned your trust, they don't get it. Yeah. Right? Let somebody, and what that looks like is just consistency again versus frequency. Yeah. Right? Because even in in terms of how we operate in relationships, there's a frequency that we all operate on, but there are frequent people who are constantly in your space when they're seeking something from you. And there are consistent people, whether I need you or not, I want you to know that I'm here just because, just because. And those are the people we have to to be more cognizant of because they feel different. They do. You know, I talk about the temperature. Fair weather friends only seem to be around when they're going through storms Uh and when you are sunny, when you're sunshine, right? And they still manage to throw some shade, but it's like, you know, those, those, those people, you always have to check the temperature when they come around versus a warm person. It's like, whether you're going through a storm of sunshine, whether I'm going through a storm of sunshine, we are always there for each other. Yeah. That's consistency. That's a trustworthy person, right? Because they place value in the relationship outside of just their needs being met conditionally. Mm -hmm. And that's how you recognize. And the more you start showing up for yourself, you do things, you do the hard and the hard work 
you do the things that you don't want to do, you've now built trust with yourself. Yep. Right? Because you know, at the end of the day, well, I'm going to get this done, whether I don't like it or not. I'm eventually going to take care of this. It's going to be uncomfortable, but I'm going to do it. That's trust building. Right? I'm going to love on you properly. I'm going to journal. I'm going to do those affirmations. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to work on eating healthy. That's building trust with yourself. That's right. Right? I'm going to make sure I consume content that makes you feel good versus checking up on what somebody else is doing. I'm not going to be involved in gossip. I'm not going to do these things. That's trust building. Mm -hmm. Right? When we talk about self-love and self-care, there's such this umbrella glamorized idea of what it looks like. And the truth of the matter is, it's very practical, right? It's very practical. How you take care of yourself in those small moments and how you take care of yourself when people aren't watching is going to dictate what kind of relationships you have because other people are going to start to feel funny to you when you start taking care of yourself. That's a fact. Right? Absolutely. It's a natural thing. Like if, if something doesn't align with who you are and where you are in this space, it's not going to last. It's just not going to last. It fades very quickly because that's not where you are. And it's not about being better than the other person. It just means that you're taking better care of yourself in this moment. And you know, you want and deserve better. And they're not it. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And you know what? There are people who are not meant to experience our healed selves that hold too tightly to our unhealed selves. And that just, it ain't, it ain't it. (laughs) That's not where we are. So how do you celebrate yourself, Zay? As we round out our interview here, we have dropped so many gems. (laughs) How do you celebrate yourself? You know what? It's funny. I think I just find moments where I'm thinking about how much work I, I've done, how much work I've had to do yeah. or how much work I have to continue to do. And I just stop in these moments. I'm like, you know what I say? I'm proud of you, bro. Yeah. I'm really proud of you. And I always say, I love you. I don't just say I'm proud. I say, I love you, dude. Right. Cause you need to hear that. You need to know it and you have to let that sink in. So it's like, for me, sometimes it's just a moment of affirmation also, too, I really, how do I sell her? I go to the bookstore. <laughs> you do. <laughs> Don't do me like that. <laughs> fellow bibliophile here. Yes. Safe space. <laughs> Safe space. It's a support group. Listen, I will go to the bookstore. I'll pick out a book or four. Um, <laughs> or like, I'm big on, I have a big sweet tooth. So it's like, some days I'll just go and find something sweet. Like I'm always in the gym. So it's like, that's, that's a, a, a grueling place, but it's like, it's me taking care of myself. But on those other days, grab a book, chill out, watch a movie. Maybe I'll spend time with a, a friend that's, in, that's important to me that I just feel safe around. Um, or I just kind of leave myself alone too right it's That's like the I most leave. introvert thing i have literally ever heard in my life. listen because <laughs> even isaiah needs a break from isaiah it's like as is a he's a nag it's like we got all these things to do i'm like look bro i'm tired like what is midnight stop thinking no we're going to sleep literally yeah right rest yes so like I just find little ways to celebrate myself. I'm like, I've been thinking, I'm like, I want to travel more, but I'm like, in the meantime, I just kind of say thank you to myself. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, because I can do that in the moment and I, there's always a reason to do that. Yeah. Um, I can always find an excuse to appreciate myself more. Right? There it is. <laughs> so yeah, and I write five gratitudes a night. I've been doing that for years. <laughs> That's such a good practice. Yeah, it's, and I know I'm not in a good space because I stopped doing it for like a couple of days. And I'm like, I don't even feel good. And it's like, why would you not do the thing that makes you feel good? Makes you feel good. You're restricting your self-love. Is your, is your love language uh, words of affirmation? Actually, it's acts of service. Acts of, same, okay. Yes, 
<laughs> I think as introverts, we, I think, I feel like a lot of introverts are probably acts of service, right? Because, you know, quality time is high up there. Whereas of affirmation, it, it's, it's, it's that thing of like, you have to be mindful of the words of who's giving you the words and who the words are tied to, because not everybody should be allowed to speak life into you. Ooh. Right. They surely should not. No, because then you start seeking them out. Again, that's why the podcast is about you self-helping you, uh-huh. right? I'm not the, the decider of your fate, but um, access service is my, my love. That's why I do so many damn things. It's like access service. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Felt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Isaiah, yeah. where can the people find you on the interwebs and otherwise? And where oh. can they find your book? Okay, so you can find me... Um, Isaiah Frizzell on Instagram at the Bird Brain Podcast on Instagram. You could also find me on TikTok, Isaiah Frizzell. Um, the Bird Brain Podcast is wherever you listen to um, to, to podcast. Um, the book is available on Amazon. It's available on Barnes and Nobles. Um, you can also, if you go through my website, IsaiahFrizzell.com, if you go through there, you'll get a personally autographed um, copy signed by me. Um, and yeah, I think I think that's it. I'm on TV here and there, but yeah, those those are like the the main things you can find me in. This man said you might catch me on a movie every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> it's been such a pleasure to have this dialogue with you. Thank you so much for being our first male guest on our podcast here. You have done exceedingly above and beyond. Thank you. I hope I did well. And I appreciate you so, so much. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Absolutely. And if you are not following the Hilts podcast on Instagram and TikTok, go ahead and do that. It's the Hilts podcast. What's the word? Hilts podcast. Good boy. Deal with the tea at the yes. end. Okay. Leave us a comment under any video telling us what you want to hear so we can talk about what you want to hear. And in the meantime, as always, stay awesome and stay healing. <laughs>